Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We are extremely pleased to have the founder and publisher of Morning Read, longtime golf journalist and uh, TV radio personality, Alex Maselli, joining us this morning. Good morning, Alex. Uh, thanks for taking some time. Uh, how is, uh, how's the weather out there on the uh, eastern seaboard? And uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a little cool. I'm assuming Portland's a little cool as well. A little cool. We got up near 80 earlier in the week, but uh, a little rain overnight, but uh, extremely playable conditions here for, for a little while. So uh, we'd love to be out in the springtime uh, when the weather's a little cooler. Good, good. Well, I, I saw your piece in Morning Read and reached out, and for the last couple of weeks since the PGA the, the word came out from the PGA Tour. There wasn't any post. I think they were trying to keep this under the radar. But this player impact program, you see a headline with a $40 million pool of bonus money going to eight players. And you start scratching your head. I can't understand what specifically is the PGA Tour trying to accomplish with this? Well, I, 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 I first of all, when you have so much money, you have the opportunity to do some things that are maybe a little different. I don't think the purses need to be up very much. And the FedEx Cup, um, its bonus pool is pretty substantial as well. So I think what they were trying to do is to create an environment where players would be out there more, doing more things to try to get, garner more interest in the PJ Tour. And those that do that, those that are responsible for doing that, and I think most people would know uh, not necessarily by uh, what he does off the course, but what he does on the course, Tiger Woods would be the number one candidate. And, you know, when you're trying to uh, sell sponsors on sponsoring tour, tour events, when you're trying to do TV deals or radio deals, whatever it is, the value of the personalities on that tour mean a lot in those negotiations. And so – it's just a way of basically compensating those those players that bring the most um, 
outside the ropes, but also just to the ability to go ahead and negotiate and to negotiate successfully with these different groups. So, Alex, what is the criteria they're using? Is it just a popularity contest? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think um, I, I never I didn't report this at first. Um, Golf Week reported it. And at first, the first thing they had on the list was the FedEx Cup points and how you did in FedEx Cup points. And, and I talked to the tour and they said, that's not true. We're not using that. And so every other criteria that they have, which I think is another five different criteria, it's like Q ratings and things like that. It's all about um, exposure, uh, interest level from the public. Uh, and what you said, um, look, you think of it this way. Whoever brings the most fannies in the seats is going to get compensated. That's the plan. And so that's what they, that's how they look at it. Is this just an end around for appearance fees or trying to uh, keep up with a, uh, uh, another tour or someone who's going to come in and steal their players? Well, I, I think, yes. I mean, well, the, the, the bottom line to this is, is that with, with few exceptions, the European tour cannot pay players enough to come over there. You know, Americans don't like to travel to begin with outside the, the continental United States. So to get Dustin Johnson and Byron DeChambeau, Bison DeChambeau rather, as an example of getting in the Saudi Arabia the last two years, it's because of significant appearance fees, you know, two, three, four million dollar kind of appearance fees. Most, most tournaments are not going to do that. So, um, but the tour has been basically uh, a nod and a wink to sponsors that have signed players that then in turn are going to show up at their events. A great example is the RBC when they signed Dustin Johnson. Now, all of a sudden, Dustin Johnson, not only at Hilton Head, which he never had been to before, basically, but also going to Canada. Those are events he wouldn't have shown up for, but because he's got an RBC relationship, he now shows up for that. So I think you're right. I think this is, a, this is part and parcel of that. But the difference is, is that the tour is controlling it, which is, you know, knowing the tour, that's what they want to do. They always want to control everything that goes on. And so this is their way of controlling this particular slice of the situation. Alex Maselli, uh, founder and publisher of Morning Read, our guest here this morning. So I guess what's the motivation for the PGA? Are they worried about sponsors holding on? Is there some more concern behind the scenes? They managed to get through and find a way through uh, the COVID situation and came back before more, most sports were able to due to the nature of, of the game itself. But are there sponsors that are holding on uh, by by the skin of their teeth, or is the tour pretty healthy and they just the PGA Tour just wants to say thank you for the main guys? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the latter. I think when you look at the tour, most of the contracts they have now for sponsorship are in a ten year range, which is kind of unheard of because most corporations can't commit by their own law bylaws to such long contracts but they've made exceptions for the PGA tour. So I don't think it's that. I think the tour is just trying to uh, basically solidify their position, making sure a, that everybody is happy. B uh, saying to those players that are uh, very important to them, not only inside the ropes, but outside the ropes, you know, we, we, we recognize your importance um, and we continue to want to support you as much as we can. And I think there was a situation where there was going to be a, another tour that was thinking of a way to create a situation where they're going to take like the top 30 or 40 in the world. And, you know, that, that tour never was going to get off the ground, not unless you had the players and the, and, and the PGA tour and the European tour uh, support it. 
Uh, the European Tour said no, and uh, they've also gone ahead and gotten much closer to the PGA Tour. I think ultimately what's happening here is, is you're starting to see the, the, the foundation built where you're going to have a world tour. I mean, in the next 20 years, for sure, there's going to be a world tour out there, and it's going to include European tour events, PGA tour events, probably Asian tour events. And that's, just, that's what we're going to have. We're going to have a, like tennis does, we're going to have a full world tour. And this is just the PGA tour, you know, putting, that in, putting some parts in place because they can because they are the big dog and they're the, they have all the money and they can do all these things now. And, and I think that's what you're going to see in the future. So to play devil's advocate, would it not be more advantageous to the PGA tour to take $40 million and start to find ways to have more of its golfers be more known and having more impact supporting some of the, the young up and comers to be the personalities and to take over with guys like Tiger and Phil nearing the end of their competitive careers? Well, I think they do. Their, their plan is part and parcel of that. What I didn't write in the story is the fact that they're creating a, a, a office inside the tour that is going to do a lot of that, is going to help them, help the players on social media, on outreach, on a lot of different things. And it's not just to younger players, but players all across the board. I also believe that um, there are players that I, I think, you know, if you're looking at this, you want a player to be themselves. Max Homa is a great example. Not many people may know Max Homa, but he played at Cal, um, which you guys would know because it's Pac-10. But the bottom line is, is you want the player to be a person that creates their own uh, unique personality that people start uh, addressing and liking so like jordan spieth no not a lot of people knew jordan spieth when he came out of texas in fact jordan spieth didn't even qualify for the pga tour uh out of q school jordan spieth is one of those guys that created an environment where people like him they they follow him they support him and that was nothing to do with the pga tour and i think that's that's a more successful way than some kind of artificial situation that the tour puts together so i think you need to let players just be players and some of them are going to be successful on and off the course, and some of them aren't. Alex, do you think there will be any public pushback when a uh, an organization or an association lays off 50 employees and then gives uh, $40 million to the top 10? Well, I mean, I guess you could ask that of any corporation. I know the tour is not a corporation, but they are – even though they're a tax-exempt organization, they still have to run like a business. Mm -hmm. And so as a business, you have to figure out what's best for you. And, you know, none of us know, none of us know what's best for the PGA Tour except for the PGA Tour. I mean, they're running the organization on a daily basis. The other part of that is, and my editor actually said this to me, and I said, you know what, out of those 50 people that they laid off, and I know some of them, how many of them got their jobs back? How many were asked to come back? We don't know. Mm -hmm. Um you know, it's possible they've actually asked some of those players, those people to come back. But the bottom line is, is that if you're the PGA Tour, you have to run the organization the best way you think is possible. If that's giving $40 million in a player's pool to those players that are the most influential off the golf course versus paying to get 50 people back in an organization that's got a heck of a lot of people to begin with, and maybe those 50 people didn't need to be there mm -hmm. you know, to run the organization, then you know, I, I, I guess I'd have to say no. 
Do you think, I, I know there's been some initial kind of shock and awe as this became public. It, the, the program's been in effect for a while. It didn't come pu- public till recently. Do you think there will be a provision, though, that they need to play in a certain number of events? I, I think the big thing is Tiger Woods doesn't need any more money, so to speak. And if he can't get out on a golf course, even though everyone knows he's the most impactful golfer of the last 20 years. Yeah, I, I think th- their goal is is to create a situation where you would play, I think, in some other events that you may not have played in the past. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're at certain events, they want you to be more outreach, more uh, involved with the sponsors and the people that the sponsors bring to the event. So all those are all those are true. But yet at the same time, which was the, which is really the reason I actually wrote this story, because by the time I wrote it, everybody pretty much heard about this this pilot, this program, was the fact that someone like Tiger Woods could actually not play in an event the entire calendar year and could still get money out of this, uh, out of this bonus pool. And I thought that was quite interesting. Not that I thought it was wrong because again, it's not as a popular, like as you said earlier, it's a popularity contest. It's who brings people in, who gets people interested. And if Tiger is that guy, and we all know Tiger, Tiger is the biggest needle mover on the PGA tour by far, even if he's not playing, then I just thought it was interesting that he could actually get that money. And yes, I agree with you. He doesn't need any more money or, or, or does he need any more pension money or anything else? But that doesn't mean that if you earn it, you don't, you you shouldn't get it. I wanted to ask you after we saw a really exciting victory by uh, Hideki Matsuyama at the masters, what do you anticipate or what do you see with the PGA championship and the other majors coming uh, up this season? Well, it's a different, you know, obviously it's a different golf course uh, at uh, Kiowa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Roy McIlroy is the one that won there last time. It'll be interesting to see what Roy McIlroy does this time around. Um, I think that you're going to find that we're still going to talk about the same players. I mean, Hideki will certainly be in that conversation now where he may not have been when we went to Augusta. But you'll start, start talking about the same amount of players. It'll be the Dustin Johnsons, the Brooks Kepkas, the Jordan Spieth, the Ricky Fowlers, if Ricky Fowler is there, which he is under a sponsor's exemption, the Rory McIlroy's, you know, those guys, you're going to still talk about the same guys there. You'll talk about the same guys when we get to Torrey Pines. I think there's a certainly a big difference between what you see at Torrey Pines and what you see at Kiowa. And then Royal St. George's, which is where the British Open is this year, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot because, mm-hmm. again, um, most of our guys – know some of these courses but Royal St. George's isn't one where you just say oh I'm going to fly over to the UK and play Royal St. George's it's just not one of those places so it's going to be a little different uh, last time around when Darren Clark won uh, Phil Mickelson was very close in that situation but I think Tom Lewis might have been in that hunt as well so I, I think that you know you get to a point where you get uh, a major championship now and you can pick 50 60 guys and say any one of these 50 or 60 can win. And I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. That's just how good the fields are now. And it's not just really major championships. It's across the board. But when you get to the big events, you look at those guys and there are so many good players, both on both sides of the, uh, both sides, not only the Atlantic, but obviously both sides of the Pacific as well. Alex Maselli, uh, thank you so much for taking some time for us. Uh, love what you've done with Morning Read since you started it. If you're not subscribing or getting the uh, email, 
morningread.com. Great writers that you've assembled uh, making contributions. We thank you so much for your time, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you again down the road. Sounds great. You guys take care.